beautiful. It's gonna be an all time of the night. Alright, Rome, I got something for your ass. What are we driving? Welcome back to the Fast Five Minute Podcast, a show where we used to talk about Dominic Toretto, and now we're still talking about this dumb, dumb movie. Too fast, too furious. Uh, we're on episode nine of season two, and this week we're discussing minute forty to forty-five. Uh, we're almost halfway through. Uh, good, thank God. Uh, and my name is Stone, and with me, as always, the best banker in the West, uh, Guard. <laughs> uh, thank you for that introduction, Stone. Uh, I'm happy to be here tonight. Yeah, I'm happy to be here too. I've already finished my after work coffee. Nice. Um, and I'm ready to rock and roll. That's excellent news. I'm also ready to rock and roll. <laughs> Good. In either order. Good. If you came I'll in here saying rock. you were that you were not ready to rock or roll, we we're gonna have fucking problems, dude. But probably would have just shut it down and <laughs> tried again. Just called it called it a wrap on the season. Maybe the series as a whole. <laughs> if I wasn't. If I wasn't ready tonight, we were going to quit the whole series? Well, it just would have meant that I don't think we were vibing anymore if you weren't ready to rock and or roll. Okay, well, great news. I am, so we can carry on. Oh, that's really good news. Uh, Uh, That being said, Stone, uh, would you like to start things off with anything before we get into it tonight? Well, I do have one thing uh, to start off if you'd like me to go first. Yes, go ahead. Well, guard, guess what? Uh-huh. There was an F1 race yesterday. Stone, before you get into this, um, I just have one thing to say about your <laughs> F1-ing t- today. Okay. I've decided to not do a bit out of respect for you this time. <laughs> out of respect? This may be your present I give you for Christmas. Well, I want you to know you picked a great one because um, to not uh, sabotage me on because I sabotaged myself by forgetting to write anything down. <laughs> Excellent. Um, I had a bit planned, I want you to know. Oh, oh yeah? Well, It cost me $50. <laughs> that's insane. Well, guess what, guard? But out of respect um, for you, I will wait on this. Well, it's a triple header. Three weeks in a row, you're going to get a lot of F1 in the next couple weeks, so just buckle in. Oh, great. That's excellent, because I didn't want to waste this $50. Great. So let's hop into Stone's F123 that I am was supposed to do today during work, didn't have time, and loosely thought about on my drive home. Mm-hmm. You ready? I am. Um, thing one, we were in Mexico City. Uh, I don't know if you know this about Mexico City, guard, but it's a city in Mexico. Uh, yes. I was First wondering off. why you texted me at noon today that the race, or yesterday that the race was on. Yes. So that yes. explains that. Yes, correct. Um... Same time zone as last race in the U.S., which is great for us North American boys. Um, Mexico City, highest altitude of any race on the calendar. Almost 7,000 feet, guard. It's pretty up there. Wow, yeah. Which has drastic effects on the cars. uh, The Arena Auditorium in Laramie. Almost, but but not quite. Um, Being the highest, they had to do a lot of car changes, but Honda engines came out on top. At the high altitude. Stone, can um, I so... interrupt you for a quick fun fact? <laughs> Please do, anytime. Um, I'm always down for a fun fact. 
So did you know that if you've lived at a high enough altitude for a year or longer, your uh, body is permanently mutated to better survive uh, in low oxygen levels? Well, great. that's great news for us. So if you're curious, you and I are like technically superhumans. We're technically superior to those dirty, disgusting sea level idiots. Yeah, and me? it lasts forever. So I could move away and still have super blood. Wow. I, I knew we were pretty awesome, but I didn't know that we were uh, superior on like a physiological level. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. So, Good to know. Uh, uh, keep that in mind if you want to move out west or anywhere else that has high mountains, I guess. Well, uh, that's all that's my first fact is in Mexico City, which is the highest. Mm -hmm. uh, thing number two. This was a, a road course, um, not a street circuit. So those are the two. Either you're on a street that like is an actual street used, or it's a road course, which is a purpose-built racetrack. But this road course is a little bit different because it's like right in the middle of Mexico City, which is pretty cool. When they designed this track, they had to uh, uh, build it around existing structures, one of which being a baseball stadium. So they took oh. that stadium, they didn't tear it down, and there's a cool section of this track called the stadium section where you go into what used to be a baseball stadium, you do a couple turns, and then you go out of it and continue on the race. That's fun. It's pretty neat. It's a pretty cool track because, like, the city's, like, right next to it. It's, like, like uh, other road courses, like um, the one in Austin, it's kind of just outside of the town in a big open chunk of land <laughs> where you can build a racetrack, but not right. this one. Oh. Right, right in, uh, right in uh, Mexico City. Well, that sounds Thing number fun. three. Yeah. Thing number three. This is a quick Guard. one, two, three for you. So. Yeah. Well, I didn't write anything down, so I'm doing my best. <laughs> okay. Thing number three. Um, if you remember back to the first thing, Guard, we are in Mexico. Mm -hmm. And there is one Mexican driver on the grid. Uh, Sergio Perez goes by Checo. Don't know why. His nickname's Checo, so Checo Perez. Okay. And um, guess what, guard? In this race, it is home Grand Prix. He didn't get first. Um, oh. <laughs> Max Verstappen, his teammate, got first, who is currently leading the Drivers' Championship. They're in near-identical cars, and Max is faster. Ugh. But, guard, mm. but he didn't get second either. <laughs> God damn it, Stone. Second went to Lewis Hamilton, who is fighting Max Verstappen for the championship and is a seven-time world champion, uh, probably the best driver that's ever lived. Uh, but, guard. <laughs> mm -hmm. Checo scored himself a very respectable third-place finish. I thought for sure you were going to tell me this point <laughs> to like 18th. No, no, it was it was uh, happiness all around because he didn't get he didn't beat his teammate Max, which is to be expected. Max is faster. He didn't beat Lewis Hamilton, which is fair. He's the best driver to ever live, but he got third, less than a second behind Lewis, and um, it was the first time ever in Mexican Grand Prix history for a hometown boy to get on the podium. And I, how excited everyone was for his third place finish really pumped me up. You, you would think that he just won a driver's championship, how much people were just losing their shit, and I love it. Um, um, so he brought pride news, to yeah. Mexico and uh, got on the podium. Big double podium for Red Bull, keeping it, 
keeping the Constructors' Championship close. Max took a little bit of a lead in the, the World Championship. And, uh, oh, baby, next week we're going to Brazil. Stone, how many F1 races are left? There are four more. Four more. Four more. Excellent. Four more, I believe. Maybe five. Four or five F1s or five. and <laughs> F123s left on the year. For the season until we okay. start again next yeah. year, baby. If we have a single listener left by next season, I'm sure we'll all look forward to more F1 talk. And guard, that was F one two three. Is uh, it was an okay race. It wasn't the most exciting, but you know, you love to see a great hometown hero story, and you, we got that with Checo. So that's always fun. Absolutely. Um, Wallstone, I think I had better read an ad here before our advertiser gets furious that they're not in the first uh, 10 minutes of the episode. Oh, yeah, you got 20 seconds to start it, so go for it. Wrong page. (laughs) This week is brought to you by Pretty Old Coffee. (laughs) Need a caffeine boost and only have that pot you made three hours ago? Feeling bad because someone bought you a cup and you forgot about it in your car's cup holder? Try pretty old coffee. Yeah. Well, don't throw it out. It's good enough, right? Just microwave for most, it. For most cases, yeah. Don't be wasteful. Um, you know, but try don't, I do want to say we're not sponsored by very old coffee. No, God, no. That's fuck disgusting. Fuck those guys. Yeah, fuck those guys. I hate that company. <laughs> the guy that runs Horrible that company fucking plan. sucks. Yeah. <laughs> But the that pretty old guy. coffee uh, gal, it, she's badass. Yeah, that is, she is pretty cool. Hashtag feminism. <laughs> Guard, do you have anything else off the top before we get into this week's five minutes of Too Fast, Too Furious? I don't. I'm a pretty. I'm running a clean slate this week. Awesome. Maybe it's just a note it. that um, fan of the show Baylor Beers uh, was incensed that we did not discuss his Bigfoot email more in depth. Dude, it was a lot of email. Which I will say was on purpose because uh, he made a point I disagreed with, so I wanted to silence him. Yeah, and, so, and guards half of the podcast, so he has that power. That's right. So consider yourself silenced. That's right. If anyone writes in that disagrees with me, you will not have free speech. No, as it should be. No, I'm just kidding. Of course, uh, we will read all emails sent to us and discuss the emails, but we will not read emails verbatim on air. Yeah. If they That's not good content. seven paragraphs of Bigfoot <laughs> literature. Yeah, and we have read emails verbatim, but they were in the nice, tight one to two through two to three sentence range. <laughs> That's correct. Uh, yeah. Now, all that being said, Baylor, Stone and I are open and uh, willing to guest star on your podcast. Oh, I'd love to. So, uh, I'd love to come in, not read any of the source material, and just be there for a good time. <laughs> we'll read. I think we should commit to reading whatever chapter they're discussing at at that episode but i will not read 600 pages of fan fiction leading up to that absolutely not is that absolutely fair not. we'll read like three chapters of what they're discussing um so one more time shout out to the remedial magic podcast shout out for free shout boys out. yeah that one's on us that <laughs> count that on us you're welcome <laughs> you're welcome well guard 
without further ado. Turns out I did have a lot to say when I said (laughs) I had a clean slate. Oops. Would you like to tell the listeners at home how this five minutes began or how it ended? I think I'll get back to my roots and start with began this week, Stone. Okay, go for it. This week begins with uh, Roman being concerned that Brian loves women too much. Yeah, he's concerned he's a bit of a simp. And it ends with a FBI tussle in a rundown seafood shack? <laughs> Question yeah, mark? I, yeah, yes, exclamation point. I think you right, cool. got that one correct. Cool. Um, guard, would you like to give a very quick uh, up-to-speed recap on where we're at in this movie? Uh, indeed I would. We, so far in, throughout this film, uh, let's see. Brian we've, is on... We've done a race. Brian's on... We've done a race. Brian, our character, is on the run from the law, is immediately caught by the law. Immediately. Um... He is coerced into being an undercover agent again, despite how awful he was the last time. I don't know why they'd want him again. Makes no sense, uh, but he is uh, yet again. Uh, he is then he then recruits his friend, who's awful, also a horrific police officer, undercover or otherwise, because he's not a police officer. Uh, and then yeah, he somehow two... convinces the FBI to let a known criminal join him. Undercover, uh, active. Uh, someone with an ankle brace on joined them. Yes, not a said, not a fashion accessory either. No, no. Uh, said two awful, horrific uh, undercover agents, and I'm going to say awful criminals. They get caught a bunch, a bunch. Uh, then proceed to somehow win a competition to be drug runners for a drug dealer that the FBI FBI wants investigated. They've just Correct. finished up. Uh, winning this competition via racing, which, as we've discussed, is a bad way to see if people are good drug runners. Yes. That being said, they have won, secured the spot. They've um, negotiated a deal for one to $200,000 <laughs> to transport something we don't know what yet. Yes, we speculated, correct. but we're not sure. And now uh, we're arriving at Tej's body shop for some reason. Yeah, they they got the job. They're still undercover, and um, yeah, like like you said, we open this with the very end of the scene of them leaving the bad guy's house. Roman calls out Brian and says, "You're always getting into trouble over a female," which he's not wrong. He's not uh, wrong, but I'll also say, how does he know that? I mean, they they've been like. They've had a falling out, and they haven't talked to each other for quite some time, right? So, like, was Brian shoplifting in middle school for a girl, and that's what he's referring to? I can only imagine he has, because he simped hard for Mia, but so did we all. Right. Um, And now he's simping hard for Monica Fuentes, doing the old drive and stare, putting his life and hers in danger to try to impress her. So, I think that saying Brian... Uh, the little Brian in his pants might be calling the shots, <laughs> which isn't Stone, a good, which isn't good for an undercover police officer. It's, it's bad. It's really bad. Um, Stone, bad. just for those of us who are unfamiliar with the slang term simp, uh, could you define that, please? <laughs> Do I know how to define simp? No, it's just something you know. Um, it's someone that 
that uh, tries way too hard for a girl? Is that what a simp is? Let's see what the Urban Dictionary has to say. Yeah, my 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 understanding is it's someone who tries too hard for a girl, um, often used for uh, internet ladies. You're trying too hard to get an internet lady. Here is, uh, I think you're right. Here's Urban Dictionary's definition. Someone who does way too much for a person they like, so it could be a guy or girl. Yeah. The example is, Brian is in the example. Brian the Simp says, I bought her a car and a whole ass house, and we not even dating. And then Nathan the Pimp responds, you a simp. (laughs) Nathan the Pimp and Brian. um, I think that comes up in like the fourth or fifth movie. Um... But yeah, I'd I'd consider Brian a bit of a simp. Would you? I I mean, I guess that's fair. I you know so I I would say I would just add to that that sometimes sometimes simping ain't all that bad, you know. Sometimes it's not, but when you put your entire career and an entire police undercover operation on the line for a lady, you might be a simp. I guess um I, I guess people would use the word simp too much these days. I think. That's buying true. your girl yeah. flowers for example that's a that's a smart move yeah it is and it's it's a it's that would be a gentleman move okay move of a gentleman. okay so there okay i got you so there's gentleman moves and there's simp moves yeah simp has to be trying too hard it has too to hard. be uh you have to be risking to be, other things it has to be you're doing way 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 too much so you could say you have to be making sort of a bad decision to be a simp yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, like so maybe I don't know, sleeping with the <laughs> woman you're tasked to uh, follow and get information on during your undercover undercover sting operation. That might be a simp move. Okay, that's fair. So by this just definition, to, by to, the way, yeah. simping is always bad. Um, yeah. Okay, sure. fair enough. <laughs> anyway, that's been your lesson uh, on slang from yeah, the, internet slang from, from the uh, millennials Garden Stone. Yep. Uh, who are not that young anymore <laughs> compared no. to uh, what we used to, what we think of of who makes up slang, but you've heard it from us. Um, I'm just going to go out on the limb and say two, two of the coolest young guys you know, Stone and Guard. That's right. Everyone, all my friends uh, consider me young and cool. Yeah. When I think of Guard, I think young and hip, even though you're older than me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway. When I'm your age, guard, I hope I'm in as hip as you are. You still, you hope you still know the slang words of the kids like I do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! Uh, anyway, what, what? Three years older than me. Three. I thought I was two? only. Well, how old are you, Stone? I'm 26. Yeah, I knew I was only two. <laughs> Whoa, sorry, man. One off. I'm just saying. Am I the better friend? I knew your age, and you didn't know mine, man. I told you my age. <laughs> yeah, but I said before you told it, it was only two year difference, which means I knew it. I think I you said it. that after I said my age. No, you you'll you're gonna be editing this and listen back and realize. <laughs> Anyways, we are future stone. Literal, I burn your ass. We are six seconds into this episode. Let's continue on. Uh, yes, we show up to Tej's garage. <laughs> uh, yeah, we sure do. Tej's garage. By the way, I didn't realize this. I guess is waterfront property in Miami. Dude, pretty sick, to be honest. Oh, it's shop badass. Shop out front, party and back. I, it's the so, mullet of shops. It's so sick, I would say, that 
no one in their right mind would put a uh, would waste beachfront property by putting a car garage there when that could go anywhere. I don't know if you know this about Miami Guard, but um, beachfront property has the opposite effect that it does everywhere else, where they can't get rid of it. There's too much of wa- yeah. there's too much waterfront property in Miami that people are sick of it. They want to be landlocked. Yeah, I hadn't so. heard that. I didn't realize that was. Yeah, coveted. that's a that's a little Miami fact for you. How are you getting all these Miami facts done? I have a source. I can't disclose Will who it Smith. is. Smith. <laughs> it's, it's Will Smith. You got me. Will, if you're listening, we'd love to have you on the podcast. <laughs> you got me. The me and my friend Will talk about me Miami. It's often. crazy. You know Will Smith, and you haven't had him on the podcast yet. Well, he asked me to be discreet, <laughs> oh. and I respect his wishes. Oops, sorry, Will. Yeah, so we're going to have to cut this. Great. Um, <laughs> they show up to Tez's shop. They sure and do. And Brian says, hey, Jimmy, what's up? Jimmy's some random guy we haven't met. And he he's delivers. A, he's a mechanic. He's a mechanic working at the shop. And Brian says a line that um, really starts out uh, an absolute gaggle of shitty lines <laughs> in this five minutes. Where he says, hey, check out those cars over there. Will you make those? Make sure those cars are copacetic. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have any doubt in your mind that Brian would ever use the word copacetic I, in regular conversation? Because I'm a hundred percent sure he would not. Yeah, up until just now, I didn't think he would. I'll, I'll also say, as they're stepping out of the car, Brian delivers a mouthful of dialogue of where they are. So. Uh, well, let's be honest, for exposition to the fans, even though we've already seen this place, he just yeah. gets out of the car and says, like, hey, this is Tezha's shop. Everything here is awesome. Those tools over there are only two years old. This place is great. It's the coolest shop in town. They have snap-on tools. The lifts are brand new. The lifts are less everyone... than two months old. Brand new lifts, dude. Dude, what's a sicker flex than having snap-on tools and brand new lifts? I have no idea what a snap-on tool is. It's a brand. It's like a. Oh. It's just like a brand name tool. Okay, sick. That's that's so. Badass, so yeah. if you're if you're working in a shop, I'm assuming that's a hard as nails flex. So. <laughs> sure. Um, and then he and then he uses the word copacetic, which I'm sure Brian doesn't know the definition of that. He just heard it on a PBS show one time <laughs> last night. He's throwing out. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And then, uh, some more great lines. Uh, Roman says, it's so hot and humid here, I can't even wear drawers. It's so hot and humid in Florida that Roman doesn't wear underwear. It's so, his balls are so hot and sticky that he said, I guess I don't, I can't wear underwear. Which makes, again, zero sense. That, to me, seems like it might exacerbate the problem. Um, I think that's the perfect time to be wearing underwear yeah. when, it, when it's hot and humid. But Roman thinks otherwise. Uh, Roman is wearing, like, what, dickies? What does he have on in this scene? Um, Brian is for sure wearing dickies, but he's wearing, yeah, some loose-fitting uh, jeans. I mean, not to, get too, no, he's not to get too graphic with our audience, what, what would you rather have your sticky balls rubbing against all day jeans or your underwear what would your balls more enjoy a nice clean pair of cotton undies or some rough denim (laughs) 
I know which one I would choose, and Stone, I'm just going to interject here and say this is why I'm uncomfortable with your mom listening to this podcast. <laughs> well, it's too late now. <laughs> anyway, uh, he delivers that line anyway, uh, for anyway, no we reason that whatsoever. Sticky but... balls are touching denim. <laughs> and he, he says that for no reason, by the way. And and Brian just agrees. He says, yeah, man, I know. As if that's not the weirdest thing your friend could ever <laughs> say. His good friend says that to him, and he's like, for sure. <laughs> for sure, man. For sure. I get it. I understand what you're saying. Very copacetic of you. Doesn't offer a solution. Isn't like, yeah, I use baby powder or anything like that. Just like, yeah. Like, just agrees. Like, just, yeah, I, don't, just... I also don't wear drawers. <laughs> Maybe Miami in 2002 is just a known fact that no one wears underwear. Yeah, it's bizarre, man. <laughs> um, they're just they so they say that for no reason, and then we realize that Roman's pretty intrigued by what's going on uh, past the dock. I mean, to be fair, it's there's a lot of intriguing stuff happening in the backyard of Tej's garage. There is uh, first and foremost to Roman. There are some women uh, out there. Yeah, uh, we learned pretty quick that Roman's pretty horny. <laughs> Roman is one of the horniest dudes alive, and uh, he immediately spots a, uh, there's no other way to say, a gratuitous shot of a woman's ass getting into a boat. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. A real close-in shot of some 2002 butt. And I'll just say, with how close of a look we get, Roman has excellent vision. Yeah, he's really... He has 2020 vision, and it's he got he got LASIK, and it's exclusively to look at ass. And apparently, he can zoom because this shot shown to us <laughs> is what he's seeing, and it's a the entire frame is ass. Yeah, you got to get a couple ass shots in these movies. You, they know their audience. And this woman's like, I don't know, a hundred feet away from him. Spots it. Incredible. <laughs> Easy. Uh, the most interesting thing to me whilst watching this scene was yes. that these Tej is hosting a jet ski race. He is. Um, Tej loves betting on races. You can't get enough whether of it. it's cars, whether it's jet skis, whatever it is, loves it. I'm confused by what the course is, but I guess they could just be saying like, "Go to there and back." It's not explained. They're just going around. <laughs> I'm also, I mean, I'm kind of relieved they don't say how much money they're betting on this race with the track record this movie has so far. Yeah, man. Um, um, but they're betting some amount of money on it as well, because everyone pays cash races. after the fact. Yes. Um, Roman also sees some girls walk by where he delivers another very horny line <laughs> that I wrote down as best as I could Um as best as I could, because what he's saying doesn't make any sense. She says, girl, you know your boy can help you put that fire. Look at the bubble on that. Hey, she's got What the fuck gotta, does that mean? Uh, you know, she, she she's going to light a fire in Roman's pants, uh, and she has a nice bubble <laughs> butt that he's going to get into Dude, later on. If we know anything about Roman, he already has a fire going on in his pants because his hot balls are just rubbing against Santa. <laughs> That's true. There's a lot of friction going on down there with his balls, friction. man. Uh, but yeah, Roman is really enjoying that. Um, also, I'm so to just set this scene because I'm gonna be a little outraged with what's coming up. 
Tej has an enormous bullhorn microphone that he's shouting <laughs> at the jet skiers with. I mean, that's how loud it is. They can hear him out on the ocean over the sound of their jet ski, right? Yeah, he has a blowhorn that he's using very liberally. <laughs> uh, Brian introduces who Tej is, and it's just the clumsiest line of all time again, and it's just pure <laughs> uh, exposition. They're standing right next to Tej. Yes. Uh, the director of this film, or the audio engineer, whoever, makes an extremely interesting choice <laughs> of not having Roman stop talking into the bullhorn while Brian's delivering his line, keeping him in the same shot, and then just cutting his mic off completely during the line. I, I did notice that. You only get a blowhorn in your left ear, so you can still hear... The rest of the dialogue in the old, the old right ear. Um, but yeah, very odd choice. So you just see, it's like an old Japanese, like, <laughs> dubbed movie. Like, you just see his mouth moving for some of it, and he's just not saying anything for a minute. And then it, like, fades back into your left ear. It's the strangest thing, dude. It's, it's um, what this movie does best, which is doing one take and then just finagling it to work the best they can. I mean, why didn't they just, like, have him leave the scene for that? Dude, that would have taken a second take. God, this movie didn't, is didn't have time, weird, man. Um, and get, guess who's back? It's Suki. Oh, yeah, Suki. I forgot about her fucking contribution to this five minutes. Is she, yeah, she's there, hanging out next to Tej, doodling, doodling a car on a notepad. Yeah, so um, she has an outline of a car that she's... Uh, apparently her true passion is car decoration because she's... <laughs> car decoration? She reveals like to us... Like a Christmas tree. Yeah. She reveals to us she does this pretty often and she's drawn yeah. like an okay dragon on the side of this car. I mean, yeah, it's... <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> to be fair, it's it's a fine drawing. It's... <laughs> it looks like someone drew a car with a dragon on it. Um, uh, Roman is blown away. Dude, it's the most artistic thing he's ever seen. But we also know he's horned up to the max. Yeah, so we might I just, suspect And that. she's in a bikini, so we <laughs> might just be trying to work that. I suspect Roman didn't actually think it was as good as it was. No. Roman, I think Roman's... No. Oh, uh, Roman says that's artistic shit. <laughs> Dude, that's some artistic shit, man. He's pretty pumped up about it. <laughs> he's pretty pumped about the art that Suki's doing next to the uh, jet ski race that's going on. It's a bizarro amount of things happening in this backyard of a shop. It is really strange, uh, but it looks kind of fun, I'll say. I mean... Dude, it looks like they're having a party. They're, they're yelling for jet ski races. Yeah. Roman asks if they do this often, and Brian says every day. Every which, single day they do this. Every single day they do this, which seems like a bit much, but well, here's whatever. My, here's my theory. Hear me out. You know okay. how when you go to the shop, the the shop for your car, and it's gonna take like an hour to get it worked <laughs> on, so you just stay there. Oh, these are all customers. I think they might be, man. Oh, that makes perfect. Okay, I'm getting it now. Not only is does Tej run a very good shop that has brand new lifts and Snap On tools. He also puts on a show for you while yeah. you're waiting for your car to be done? Exactly. So instead of reading, uh, like, a magazine, you could perhaps drive a jet ski in this shop. 
dude, that's so smart because then he's getting them to pay for the work on their car and then swindling out of their money in the back by betting on Correct, yes. So he they're paying him for the repairs and for the uh, <laughs> the bets they lose. Genius. Um, I also just want to point out Tej's fit in this scene as well. He is wearing a all-white fit with a matching white bucket hat and a big gold chain. Very cool. I will also point out, if you're wondering, if you're thinking to yourself, boy, Garden Stone are all over the place uh, this episode. Yes, that's true. Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> uh, it's how this five minutes is organized. It's We're not jumping back and forth. This is literally like the chronological chronological order, give or take, like a little tiny bit of what's happening right now. Yeah, it's it's a bizarro five minutes. Um, I also want to point out, after complimenting Tej on his sick fit, I want to point out someone's not sick fit, where he is wearing an upside down red visor that he is wearing backwards that matches his red tank top and his red shorts. So he's kind of trying to do what Tej is, but is for sure not cool enough to pull it off. Right. <laughs> Tej, you look at his fit and you're like, okay. He kind of looks, for 2002 standards, he's looking pretty hard. And then you see the say, like a guy wearing almost the same fit, and you're like, this guy looks like a fucking idiot. Like <laughs> a huge And I think that's yeah. the power of Ludacris. I agree, yeah. So, I mean, Ludacris is cool. There's no denying that, man. There's no denying it. That's a, that's a fact written in the books. It's a Ludacris fact. <laughs> it is. <laughs> uh, Well, after we go through all this crazy shit with the... Uh, betting on jet skis, etc. We then learn why Brian showed up to the shop in the first place, which was to have uh, their two vehicles that they have been gifted for as part of their mission from the FBI checked out at this shop. Oh, they did. <laughs> and one more thing I want to point out before we get to that. Mm. Um, we also learn in the scene before this that Tej doesn't race because he hit a wall oh, doing a buck 20 yes. a couple god. years ago thank god you is that out. important to the plot i don't know no not at all um <laughs> but it's mentioned so i thought i'd mention it as well he hit a wall going 120 miles per hour and that's why he doesn't race anymore which i guess is a good reason to not illegally street race anymore but also kind of makes him organizing the races a bit of a shittier move <laughs> I agree. He's injured himself, and he no longer wants to race, so he's going to put other people's lives in danger and not his own anymore. Yeah, it is a shitty move, and also, how is he alive? I don't know. Um, oh, also, sorry, I'm going through my notes, and one more thing we get in this exposition dump is Brian goes, hey, can Roman stay with you on your cot? Oh, yeah. And Tej says, what the fuck? He's your friend. Why doesn't he just Why'd stay you with you? And Roman yeah, and Roman says, I can't stay with Brian. He has bad habits. And Tej goes, okay. Tej is says, that important oh, to the that, plot? That totally makes sense. Bad. Ha oh, he bites his fingernails. Okay, you can't stay here. What bad habit does Brian have that Roman refuses to sleep in this, is, refuses to sleep in the same building as him? Does he have night terrors where he wakes up, <laughs> fists flying, and has beaten up Roman in the past? What the fuck? Could it be? Maybe he mainlines PCP. Maybe he does hard, hard drugs and Roman is more responsible than that. I don't know what it could be, but uh, Tej says, okay, yeah, this guy way, that I just met 
can sleep on my cot. It's weird Tej doesn't follow up on the bad habits. It's weird that that's even uh, a line of dialogue in this movie. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, surely there's a better way to get them. Is the point to get them uh, together, like Tej and Roman, because you think they're fun together, so you want a couple scenes with them? or Like, there's surely a there's a better way to is. get to that, right, than saying the weird bad habits thing? Um. Yeah, I have no idea. So... From this, we learn that Tej doesn't race because he crashed a car a couple years ago and that Roman refuses to sleep in the same building as Brian because he has some uh, unspeakable bad habits. <laughs> right, which knowing this movie and uh, th- these writers, I assume will never find out or even nope, hear about never. that habit again. Nope, never will. And back to what you were saying, uh, we learned that Brian brought these cars here because he wanted jimmy the shop hand to check him out (laughs) yeah and i will just say as a reminder to everyone before we reveal what jimmy's found out there was a lengthy scene uh showing how deeply hidden inside both of their vehicles these gps's were they made it a point to show that these gps's were deep in the bowels of this car's electrical system Uh, and what does jimmy find it immediately immediately (laughs) finds the gps he immediately finds it, and uh, he says that it's just so integrated into the car, man. It's it's in the wiring harness. It's in the DIS system. It's so it's integrated into, into everything. the car that the FBI would know if they don't buckle their seatbelts. So they're giving us two conflicting things here, right? Uh, yes. <laughs> One, this GPS is so hidden, we have to go deep in the car to find it. Two... It's so ingrained in the car that it's a part of the wiring harness for the engine. Yeah. Li- so which is it, dude? <laughs> it makes no sense. How, and why would the FBI care if they buckled their seatbelts or not? Like, why would that be a function of the Jeep, the global positioning system? Why would the global positioning system be included in the wiring of the engine? Yeah, it wouldn't. I don't it, that think makes that's no even sense. possible. A GPS is for location. Am I wrong? Does it have any other function? No. In this context, at least. No. So no, what it the doesn't. fuck are they talking about, dude? And also, an engine's harness is literally just the wires that an engine needs. Yeah. They're just wires. Yeah. How do you put GPS in fucking wires? Uh, And I'll know. also say, while we're outraged, Brian wants to remove it from the car? Dude, not all, okay, so he does. He does want to remove it from the car, but Jimmy, the shop hand, shop hand Jimmy, mm-hmm. says it's so, it's deep in this car. It's in every single part of this car. It's so in this car. And Brian just says, uh, just do what you can do, Jimmy. What is that supposed to mean? He doesn't say he wants it out. He just says, do what you need to do. And then Jimmy just mean, immediately was like, yeah, no problem. Gotcha. Yeah, dog. I'll just do what I need to do to take out this uh, GPS tracking. They don't question what the GPS is from. They don't question why Brian wants to remove it. Where are these cars? Like, they question where the cars are from. And Brian just goes like, huh, that's a long story. And I'm like, what are you? Not only uh, that, they posit that the cars have been stolen. They think they're hot. Yeah, they think they're hot. Also... <laughs> After all of this exposition where Jimmy the shop hand says, hey, 
There's so much GPS in this. There's hella GPS in your car. And Brian says, do what you can. And then Tej goes, man, I can't wait to get these on the streets. No, he knows that there's so much GPS in this car that Jimmy is blown away. And his first thought is, let's street race these bad boys. Yeah, I, it's confusing to say the least. I, I don't I don't get why, one, the cops didn't tell them that they were GPS monitored. And two, why do they want the GPS out of there? Like, they're working with the police. Why are they trying to fool them? Also, it's like weird that like... We assumed previously that Brian had no idea there was GPS because they took great length to show us the GPS was deep in this car. Correct. But then uh, Jimmy goes, yeah, man, it's wired hot. And Brian goes, yeah, there's GPS in these. As if he knows, which he probably should, being an ex-police officer. Right. But which is it? Does he know? Does he not know? Were they told? Were they not told? Oh my gosh, dude, this movie is breaking my brain. <laughs> I can tell you one thing for sure. The director doesn't give a fuck. No, nobody does. Um, everything sucks. Uh, nothing matters. <laughs> and that's for the movie and life. Um, <laughs> Jesus, that's dark. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's... We're all going to be worm food eventually. <laughs> now, hold on to your horses, everyone. Uh, if you thought that was confusing... Because I don't know, I'm hoping Stone can you can shed some light on this for me. These Roman and Brian have been tailed all the way to this shop by two gentlemen that I think the drug dealer sent to tail them, the one that just hired them. I believe them. they are the yeah, like the bodyguards or the muscle for the drug dealer. I think we saw them in the scene before. They were like the people collecting the driver's license. So um, if and the, yes, they tailed him all the way to Tej's shop and have been watching him this whole time. So follow my logic here. All right, I'll try. The, <laughs> no guarantees. The muscle from the drug dealer. Yes. We can assume was sent by the drug dealer. Yes. I I, I can only imagine. <laughs> Brian and Roman's job is to gain the trust of said drug dealer. Yes. Uh. So He's you, their current employer. Therefore, you would think their current employer, the guy that they're yes. supposed to be investigating and gaining yes, the trust Yes, they're going to party with later at the Pearl. Yes, sent those guys to make sure they were cool and not cops. So all yes. they would have to do to do their job correctly is uh, not fuck with those two guys, right? They just have to hang out at this shop. Uh, that full of other carboys and just be be believable carboys at this join carboy in shop. The festivities, even. Yeah, just hang out, just hang out and be carboys at the carboy shop. Instead and of and they've doing done that, their job. <laughs> Instead of doing that, Roman lights their windshield on fire. It is that he he does he lights their windshield on fire, but in the weirdest, most insane way possible. Uh, yeah. You know, so I in a way that shouldn't scene be down. in a movie. <laughs> no, I want to break the scene down because there's a couple things I want to point out. One, we get a shot of these two guys that followed him in their car. And then we see Roman, like, pop up into frame <laughs> right on the other side of their window. Mm -hmm. For them to not know that Roman was there, he would have had to, I don't know, 
army crawled from around the block to get <laughs> like, in that position. Yeah, she would have had to go literally to around the them. other side of the block. So what they don't show us in this scene uh, <laughs> that we can only assume from context clues is that Rom- Roman has gone around the block and is like army crawling yeah. to be right next to this car without them knowing. Right, like literally right next to the driver's <laughs> side door. He then pops up into frame, uh, like right next to their window, and like gives them this whole spiel where he like does a kind of offensive like Mexican <laughs> yeah. accent where he's just saying like generic like Spanish words. Like Spanish gibberish at them. I mean not yeah. gibberish. Like While, he's speaking Spanish to them, but like why is he speaking Spanish? I don't to know. Them? While he's doing this, he's spraying with a spray bottle some liquid on their windshield like he's gonna clean it. He's doing a why bit is that he, he doing- wants to clean their windshield. They know who this guy is. They know he's not a, a guy that cleans windshields on the street. He literally who just talked fooling? to him earlier. <laughs> they spoke probably an hour ago. They're tailing him, also, uh, for God's also, sake. Also, in his Spanish gibberish, he says the word copacetic. <laughs> this five minutes has the word copacetic in it two different times from two different characters that I guarantee don't know what that word no, means. They, Brian heard it in Roman's in a tech talk I earlier. Mean, he definitely just heard Brian say it. Or like Tyrese, he, I assume isn't an idiot in real life. Like I think he's supposed to play an idiot, but Tyrese definitely just heard Brian say that in a shooting like four hours earlier, <laughs> and then it like subconsciously was like, "That's a fun word." <laughs> So, so in the middle of Spanish gibberish, he throws out the very real English word copacetic. Yeah. He said, Insane. I think he's, in, I don't speak Spanish, but I think he's insulting them. I think I heard like puta tu madre, which is like, fuck your mother or something. I, I don't know, but. He said, he then says, um, like, what does he say? Like, fuck you, gringo. He doesn't say fuck. I. He says, but he calls them gringos. Mix of he calls spin. them gringos, yeah. <laughs> and then throws a Zippo calls onto gringos. He calls the people that he's speaking Spanish gibberish to gringos. And to when be he's clear, doing we're the saying most gringo because thing. he not because he might be saying like actual things in Spanish. We're calling he's it saying like uno dos tres. Yeah, like he's he saying, doesn't know what he's fucking saying. <laughs> He's saying every Spanish word that he can think of as a person that does not know Spanish. Correct. But also throwing the word copacetic in there. Right. For whatever reason, which blew my fucking mind. And And then after all that, he calls them gringos, throws a Zippo on the windshield, and whatever (laughs) liquid he was spraying. (laughs) Presumably lighter. Lights up. Yeah. He sets their car ablaze. He sets their car ablaze, and they use that as the perfect distraction to hightail it out of there. He sets the guy's cars on fire, who, again, uh, he desperately needs the trust of. His whole job is to gain the trust of these guys and their boss. I mean, imagine watching, like, The Departed. lights their car on fire. (laughs) Imagine watching, like, The Godfather or The Departed or something. And there's this, like, really tense scene where the undercover guy is trying to gain the trust of the bad guys. And then the undercover guy, instead of doing that, lights their car on fire. As a fun joke, 
he insults their their race and nationality yeah. and then lights their car on fire. And then they're still going to go back undercover? Yeah, they so the two guys get out and start trying to put out the fire that is now on the windshield of their car and Roman hops into the Evo with Brian and they rip out of there. I mean, how's that conversation going to go next time? Like, hey, why did you uh light you knew those guys worked for me like you've met them. Why did you light their car on fire when I was trying to check you out? Uh, fuck yeah, you. I'm having you do illegal things for me. I wanted to make sure you weren't cops. Uh, Where'd you go? Why'd you light our, their car on fire, dude? <laughs> and then they're just going to say, oh, ha ha, fuck you. Yeah, he flips on the bird. They scream off. The two guys whose car was lit on fire are furious because, of course, they would be. Um, and then they show up to the East Coast uh, Fisheries, yeah. an abandoned restaurant where they're meeting their FBI coworkers. I mean, I'm just going to say, if their cover's not blown the next time they see that drug dealer, this is the stupidest fucking movie I've ever seen. I think we're already into the stupidest fucking movie category. Um, I was having fun last movie, and now I'm getting furious. Dude, how do people like this series? I, I don't get how this, like... Went from this abomination to billions of dollars in the box office. No, dude. I don't know how it lived past this movie because, oh boy, is it so bad. But, it's just, like, <laughs> moronic, dude. Anyways, they're in a restaurant, a abandoned restaurant, talking to the FBI. Um, one of the FBI agents pulls his gun on Roman, who puts his hands up. And then he immediately tosses his coworker his gun and says, I don't need a gun. I'm a fist fight this I'm gonna guy. I'm going to beat this guy's ass instead. I'm going to beat this guy's ass. Because he's furious because Roman shot uh, bullets at him, which I guess, fair enough. I would also be pretty pissed. I'm going to be honest, I'd be, pr- I'd be pretty, br- I'd be pretty pissed if I, <laughs> if I worked really, really hard and I... And now an FBI agent. I've got the job of my dreams. I've worked so hard to become an FBI agent. You've been expecting and for then, years to work with a team just as dedicated as you. A dedicated team that knows so much and is just reliable and has your back. And then to be working with an idiot as big as Roman and that also shoots guns at you. <laughs> yeah, I'd be furious. Yeah, I'd be pretty furious too. So rightfully so. Uh, and um, I'll just point out, Brian and Roman not only don't get it, they are flabbergasted as to why this man is upset. Why? Why? What could they have done to upset this guy? What could they possibly... Uh, did they take his lunch out of the work fridge? Or did they shoot... Did they maybe park in his designated parking spot? Or was it that time earlier today when they shot a gun at they him they shot live rounds of ammunition directly at him hmm maybe it was that one mm-hmm. i don't know maybe we'll never know for sure i but we might next week when we pick up right where we left off in the middle of this disagreement between coworkers <laughs> yeah this friendly workplace disagreement um and that's our 5 minutes guard holy shit um, man i'm it's it's crazy when nothing happens, but like it t- has taken so much of my brain power to comprehend every little detail of this dumb five minutes. But uh, 
we continue. We 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 move on. I can't imagine Onward watching this real time as a part of a movie, dude. And then they just move know, on. Yeah. Like like the next scene, I assume they're gonna meet that fucking drug dealer, and he's just gonna be like, "Well, okay, it's fine. You can still work for me." <laughs> like, how do you not walk um, out of the theater? <laughs> like, this is such a dumb movie, man. I'm ha- I'm just happy that uh, Tej is back in the mix. He's the character with the most charisma, the most likable guy in the movie. By far. And, um, by far. Why didn't they make this like a buddy comedy? You're, you haven't thought it's funny? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's They present it as like an action drama, and it's just more of a goofy, like slapstick comedy, honestly. Remember that time when they... Uh, we're talking about if he was checking out the third undercover agent. Wasn't that funny, guard? Hilarious, dude. Uh, too Fast, Too Furious genre. I looked it up because I just had an epiphany that maybe this was meant to be a buddy comedy. It is listed as an action thriller crime film. Yeah, well, <laughs> sure. Remember that time Roman got too horny and said weird <laughs> stuff while looking at women? Wasn't that funny? <laughs> To be honest, kind of, yeah. Roman's being Remember that one time he he let the audience know that his balls were definitely touching down (laughs) at that exact moment? I'm laughing still. Maybe it is funny. Yeah, maybe it is funny. Maybe, who knows? Maybe maybe our brains have just turned to mush. Oh. Um, Anyways, guard, that's the last, that's it. We're done. Let's be done. Guard, are there any other stuff you want to talk about? No, dude. Get the fuck out of here. Let's wrap this one up. Well, I have some other stuff. <laughs> Fuck's sake, Stone. Okay, um, what's your other stuff? I watched the movie Eternals in theaters. Okay. Have you seen it yet? I have not. Um, I've heard it was reviewed. Non, not not uh, spoilers. Wasn't great. Oh. But I had a good time, and uh, I I'd re- say it was a pretty solid movie. Uh, well, that's great news. I also played a video game for 12 hours and I haven't had fun yet. So I'm hoping hour 13 I'll get to the fun. It's called New World. Don't buy it. I've heard from you that it's not fun. I've heard from other friends that it is. Well, maybe maybe you get to the fun in hour 13. I'll let you know. Um, okay, please do. Oh, this five minutes is making me feel defeated, man. <laughs> I'm also defeated. I'm going to persevere. Wait, do you have any other stuff, cards? No, <laughs> I'm going to wrap it up, I think. All right, great. That's what we need. Okay, that's all the time we have. Remember, uh, as always, to let your steak rest at room temperature at least 30 minutes before cooking. At least.